Action Park Media. All right, welcome to another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Victory! We're going coffee. Right uh, we're now. going coffee. No Irish crickets. No Irish crickets today because Dylan and I, uh, you know, we teed off. We, we played 18 today. Yeah. We got fucking hammered, obviously. Now we're sun-kissed. Double crickets on the golf course. So, guys, I need to talk about a couple of things about these crickets. I'm not Irish, okay? I like the Irish crickets thing. I'm getting messaged from a couple of people There was Ireland. one message. Okay, yeah. No, but there's been a couple, but there's been a lot more from... Ireland that likes it. Really? Wow. But is there something offensive about this Irish cricket? Story? I didn't think you could offend an Irish person. <laughs> right. They don't have any feelings. They have no feel. They have feeling. <laughs> One feeling. Pain. Pain. Well, well, if that's offensive, I, mean, I got a, a fighting leprechaun on my calf. Right. And I have a shamrock on my chest. Is that a fa- I don't remember getting it, but well, I woke up with it. Well, you know, Notre Dame, they're the fighting Irish. That could be very offensive, right? If the Redskins are offensive, that would be as well. I would, I would like to ask the people of Ireland who we love. Okay. And is Kevin Dillon and Kevin Connolly Irish to you or not? Because there's some people from Ireland who are saying, they're Americans. They're Americans. Yeah. Listen, so, there's Irish a Americans. lot of people yeah. that, that I get DMs that a lot of people don't like Conor McGregor. I'm like, okay, well, then you don't like him. I mean, I like Conor McGregor. Do we go with Irish-American crickets? I like number 12. I like Conor McGregor. I, some people don't like him. Some people here don't like I him. I love But him. it's a personal choice. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I'm just... I'm just speaking out to the world. I did see that, though, Doug. We don't want to offend anyone, but I love the Irish people. I loved Ireland. I was there a couple of years ago. I can't wait to go back. And uh, just send us messages if you don't like Irish crickets. It's just supposed to be fun. It's fun. They say, like, we're making fun of Irish drunk people. I would never make fun of Irish people for being drunk. But these two motherfuckers are two Irishmen I know who like to fucking hit it hard. All right? (laughs) Yeah, no. The the insinuation is that we're saying that everybody and I I mean, it's it's so ludicrous to even even entertain it. They've already gotten way too much airtime. It's like, it's ridiculous. All right, well, but. we didn't mention them, but I do want to throw a couple of shout outs to uh, James Conway, who sounds like a possibly good Irishman, but he, uh, it's his birthday. Happy birthday. Happy and birthday. Rabbi Levy Green listens to the show. All so, right. Happy birthday. Happy and, birthday. And if I offend any of the Jews out there, I apologize. Dice, might have, you, Dice <laughs> might have offended a couple. <laughs> By the way, you. speaking of offensive, let's you talk know. about this. Okay. Can okay, I, let me set it up. No, no, no. Let, let Dylan, let's hear Dylan set I just was going to set it up. I have to wear a lot of hats in this place, so I try to promote as well. So I kind of, I get Dylan to post things because he's not big on the social media thing. So I sent him a, a dice clip from the show, which has the nursery rhymes, which is definitely a little body. Okay. And uh, yeah, by the way, I wasn't going to post it on mine, not because of anything, but I thought it would be good if it went on yours. So I sent it to you, and you're like, yes, let's post it. What yeah. happened after that? Well, I thought, it, you know, doing it, it felt really funny. And and uh, once you see it posted, though, <laughs> and you see it with the subtitles and right. all the cursing and, the, you know, it's pretty harsh stuff. You so know? what happened? My girlfriend's like, oh, my God, you got to take that down. My <laughs> friends are all following you. I cannot – you cannot have that. And I, when I looked at it again, I was like, you're right, honey. I right. got to get that down. Well, listen, like anything in life, context is everything. Now, to anybody that listens to the podcast and, and remembers Dice doing those nursery rhymes as a, as a staple of American pop culture, it doesn't seem weird at all. No. But if you're laying your eyes on it for the first time yeah. – it could be a little bit jarring. And to yeah. Kevin's point, the captions, when you're actually reading it, it, yeah, just, it's pretty it just makes it sound even worse. <laughs> I mean, Doug, how old were we when they came out? 14, 15. Yeah, I was going to say 15. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so I mean, we don't think anything of it. But, no, uh, it, it was just funny as a kid, but 
But also, I just have to say, because when Dylan sort of got back into social media land, the first thing he posted, I was with Connolly when it said, uh, do I fuck like a puma? No, tag somebody that fucks like a puma. <laughs> and I called I said, no way. Like, he's going to get us canceled. What is he doing? I was hysterically I laughing. I'm I like, I'm laughing, because, I'm laughing because Kevin didn't do it. <laughs> I was in Vegas, and there was a, a slot a machine behind me. It was actually a panther, <laughs> but the line went. the line was funny, so I went with it. All right, so I want to know how you handle this with your girl, who we all love. Did you just say, yeah, you're right, babe? Did you say, hey, don't get involved in my Instagram? Like <laughs> I said, all right, let me take a quick look at it because I hadn't seen it. And I I was like, you're right, babe. I didn't fight her on it at all. All right, okay. Well, a couple things. The episode was a monster. He's Dice great. was doing his nursery rhymes that we asked him to do, by mm-hmm. the way, or I asked him to do. Yes. And, and out of context, whatever, but in context, it's hilarious. I'm a little bit embarrassed that nobody seems to give a flying fuck about our film festival. I'm, in, really? I'm literally embarrassed. No response? No response. I think one guy like was asking, like, so what do I do? I literally. I got nothing. It's dead on arrival. Nothing. I think wow. the film festival is dead on arrival. So I'm we're going to cancel the film festival. Otherwise, Connolly can just send a thousand Let's... bucks to that one guy who responded. Let's see if we get more responses. I felt like in hindsight, maybe it was a little soapboxy of me. I'm like, don't DM us so you're disqualified. Uh, and you yeah. <laughs> We did all, all this shit. And I don't don't know, screw yourself over by yeah, DMing we, we, us. We did. We, we, I think we turned, we turned people off. Well, it's the fine line you, you got to walk. Like this show, which really is the little underdog that all of a sudden it is. It's growing. We're doing very well and things are going. We have T-shirts, which just so everyone's clear, we're not making real money on this. We're just trying to sell some shirts. So we don't want you to think we're turning this into some you know commercial production house. But Yeah, no, it's not nearly as much money as I would like, but it's fun. Yeah. yeah, but, I like but merch. well, you guys yeah. got you guys got a post though. And we got some more fun ones coming too. Oh, we do. Well, so, I got a couple ideas. Uh, oh, the He's ideas, got a couple ideas. Yeah. from idea to execution is very difficult around here, but we'll see. People are loving you guys. Some people hate me. One guy fucking teed oh, off on me. Everyone loves you. I swear, I wish I could find this guy. You take the one guy. And you oh, this guy. Te- He's the one guy that doesn't like Irish crickets. You want us to stop selling the Irish cricket shirts? No, no. I love the Irish cricket. But We're I'm moving you know, that merch, bro. I'm not an Irishman, so I don't want to say it, but I thought it was just funny and, and cool. Yeah, man, so. yeah. We played golf today. Yeah, well, let's talk about this because here we go again. Kevin Dillon, I, I absolve you from this because I have a couple of things that happened. But I was told again, 130 sharp. Okay, so I got here at 127 and no one was here. The place was empty. I couldn't even get in. Simon's Secret Sauce was the only person here. The bookie so, and Simon's Secret Sauce were hovering around the building. So you guys obviously had a great morning on the golf course. You're both <laughs> post-COVID and can't get it again, hopefully. So you guys are living life. I am not vaccinated. I'm terrified. And you're not good at golf. That, well, that's also part of I it. Mean, yeah, I mean, get it together and you could join us. Dylan can tell you where my golf skills were going back in the day. I just don't play. You were getting there. I, I don't want to waste five hours. I can't believe your girl lets you waste five hours on a golf course. But how was okay? So let's Kevin talk was about twenty minutes I, early to golf. I got up at five forty-five. <laughs> no traffic. So you know it, the traffic is always so tricky. But no traffic. Got out there, twiddling my thumbs. The range was closed. The range is closed because of COVID on Mondays. I forgot about that. But it was I great. Was we had a great day. All right. So let's talk. We'll we'll get to why no one was here when I got here, but. How was golf? Let's talk about that. What went on? Kevin played great. I shot the fucking lights out. You were great. That was the best I've ever seen you play. Did he beat you? No. Come on, dude. Let's not get let's crazy. Let's get crazy. I mean, I I was happy with my game. I was getting up and down from everywhere. I might. You yeah, know. Kevin has a real touch around the green. My short game out of the sand. I got up and down out of the bunker three times today. You did. 
And you're putt, you're good at putting. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin is a Kevin's a lifelong golfer. I I was spraying it a little bit, but I haven't. I played once in the last four months. Yeah, I was happy, but Kevin. For a guy who just started playing, for a small guy who started playing, I mean, is he, <laughs> yeah, and he got is he's he got long? some power. Is he's he got, long? Yeah, surprisingly, wow. that <laughs> <laughs> for a guy um, with no muscles, he gets it out there. <laughs> Kidding? No, we had a great time. We played eighteen. We had a couple cores lights. We had some lunch. It was great. And, yeah, by uh, the way, and totally forgot about Doug. So that's, I guess, what takes me to the rest of the day. Because I show up, Robbie Berger and Sophie Julia welcome me with open arms. I'm like, where's my boys, KC and KD? They're like, <laughs> are they supposed to be here? I'm like, I don't know. I think we're doing a show in a half an hour. Well, at least no you one... had Robbie to hang out with. He's <laughs> I did. Fun. We, we had a great time. But uh, did anyone think maybe we should get over to Doug or no? I, I mean, listen, I, um, well, I mean, if you must know, I am having a mattress delivered to my house today. And uh, I have no I, idea how that relates to the old no one. one. I don't even want to know. But wait, how does that relate to me sitting here by myself? Well, I'm telling you, right. we, my, you know, we getting a new mattress. My girlfriend's pregnant. She hates the mattress. So we're getting a new high end super mattress. I don't know what could be in this thing that makes it a gazillion dollars, but we are getting a new mattress. And, um, I had, I forgot to leave, uh, money to tip the guy and I had to race home before I came here or else I would have been five minutes early. Kev, did you take sunset? <laughs> uh, I took the 405 to Wilshire. Oh, okay. That Did was anyone here? Because in was, couples, I'm sorry, Santa Monica. In couples Santa. therapy, they would describe Connolly's thing as a, uh, I don't even know, a distraction, but there was certainly no, oh, you know what? I fucked up. I, I forgot was here to do something. I apologize. Bro. I, I understand. I was here at 127 because I was told sharp. I was also asked as I pulled up to bring a laptop again, which I guess I, I have to bring my own laptop to yeah, actually. Just, it, I will nice. bring it from now on. That's for <laughs> Zoom calls. So we did one earlier. Why were you sitting? Why were you told to sit out? Connolly well, benched I didn't, you? I didn't know the guest and, you know, I didn't really have much to say on that front. And I needed. Listen, I need to get my hair done. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did you, you go, go for a haircut? Like that. Haircut and a little bit of color. I'm not going to lie. And he took a nap. <laughs> he Wait, took a nap. You well, while tanning? she was cutting my hair. I, no, not, I, it wasn't tanning. I did get some sun out Yeah, there, we got though. some vitamin D out there. A ton there, of right? sun. Dylan, we do need to talk about this. And for our Victory Podcast audience, we do these bonus episodes, right? And they're they're kind of interview-based. And Doug and I kind of take the reins on these episodes, and Doug does sort of say, yo, well, what, why isn't Kevin here for this? Why isn't Kevin doing this? All right. And Doug is wondering where you are. And I'm just saying, because I know you've communicated this to me and I agree. If you feel kind of left out of some of that stuff or you don't know who yeah, we're talking about. I don't know the person. I feel like too many voices in, in the room in a way. But if I know him, by all means, I want to be there. The thing that we all have to remember is Kevin Dillon. Listen, man, it's your curse. It's your luck. Whatever the fuck it is. You have the star quality that you say one line and that's what people talk about it's it's Stop crazy it. come on you show up an hour late <laughs> you fucking get dice videos banned from the internet and you show up and say one thing and i have a hundred dms any way i could have a drink with kevin Dillon, he seems like the greatest human being so i just want everyone to know no matter if you say one thing your presence is very felt now, i'm not i'm not guilting you into being there it's you know whatever you well, want there's been a couple times you guys didn't even ask me not so. me well that was me. i mean i was that like well uh, they were like oh yeah i heard uh they talked about you on the podcast today <laughs> i was like there was a podcast today <laughs> they didn't even call me you know what connelly's got things going on that we just don't even that's know about. not true i'm, I'm trying to make everybody that. i just want everybody to be happy I got a couple other things to talk about because last week we talked about uh, a side podcast and kevin connelly was kind enough to offer my son Lucas Ellen, a Go podcast, he wanted me to kind of guide him and be involved with it. So guess what my son said? 
What's that? He doesn't want me on it. He'd like to find, like, do it with someone. Wow. He, he wants to come to Connolly with a professional pitch, no favors, really? and go, wow. this is what I want to do, and, and what do you think? So what do you think about that, Kevin? Well, I'd like to hear the pitch. I mean, if we're not, you know, but um, listen, Lucas is a smart kid. And How old like is I Lucas said, now? 19. But, All right. But, but what, I, I mean, I guess what I, what I was saying is you have a child on the way. What do you think about the fact that he doesn't want any help from his father? He doesn't want any favors from you. He wants to come in and give you a professional pitch. And, and if you don't want it, he's going to go to a rival. I mean, that's the wow. real right. Wow. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, well, Gutsy. listen, I, I think he does a lot of things in his own his own way. I mean, you know, Doug wants him to be a lawyer and he wants to be a cop. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's, well, I think Doug, he, maybe you can kind of start the show with him and may, maybe back he, off and let does, him take he's, it. From he's there. his own man. He's he his own man. Want, he okay. does not want me or need me. I and it's that. funny. I Connolly, I don't know. He's a little waffling over here about what he thinks about it. I'm, I'm not buzzed, sure. bro. You're, I'm he's buzzed. drunk as hell. So Lucas, don't take it personally. We're going to pitch it. You're going to do great. All right. Valentine's day. How'd it go? Let's, I mean, let's hear some stuff. I can tell you about mine or we could start with you. Tell I me. made surf and turf. You nice, cooked? Nice. No, I stole it from a guy on the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I went yeah. out and we, we did. So we you did. live lobster, threw it in the pan, the in the tails. pot? Oh, the tails. Yeah. I don't, I don't eat. I just don't eat the, I just like You got to do the whole thing. You got to do fresh lobster. You got to get a frozen <laughs> tail. That's not surf and turf. Surf and turf is steak <laughs> and lobster tail. Yeah. I did. I uh, went that. to the sunset at Malibu. Yeah, you know, it was a Nobu, though. I got a little in trouble for it not being Nobu. <laughs> but I couldn't get anywhere near Nobu on Valentine's yeah, Day. You should have called right? me. I, w- I would have got you. I called three days in advance, and I didn't call early enough, you know? I So did you have some trouble? Was Valentine's Day? No, great? no, it was great. We it was had a nice great time. time. It was nice. Well, chocolates, flowers. Hey, Doug, you're romantic. No you flowers, no chocolates, no class. <laughs> great line. You know what? Sarah, she got me a pizza oven for Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it. And, uh... She made homemade pizzas, which, I mean, Sarah is just, she's a killer. She's, she'll keep going and going. She made six different doughs so we could try them all. And she's mad at me because I called Lawrence Longo, my boy who owns Prince Street Pizza. And I said, listen, my girlfriend's trying pizzas for the first time. Could you give me some dough, sauce, and cheese just in case everything goes awry? That's a big uh, ask uh, on Valentine's Day. Did you really ask him that, bro? Oh, is that bad? It's a big ask. Uh, The the yeah, busiest yeah. pizza place in the world, like yeah, we're in L.A. Yeah, let me borrow some. Also, I could see why she was mad. It's like you didn't. She have was faith not mad. In her. She was not mad at okay. all. Actually, Sarah does not get mad. So really? I said, "Do you mind just in case they all go bad?" Anyway, Lawrence didn't. I kind of thinks everyone's mad at me, but Lawrence seemed to be thrilled. He got He's me like, dough, leave the fucking balls on sauce. this guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably telling his girlfriend, "This motherfucker on Valentine's Day, man, not bad enough that he fucking comes in the back door three days a week. Now he wants his own <laughs> separate dough and sauce." This is my first. I'm having pizza in like 30 days. So anyway, Sarah, we got an uni oven, like it, it hooks up to the gas and you start it on. We burnt the first three doughs, bad, like they caught fire, bad things happened. But then we started getting it an right. outdoor oven. It's an outdoor oven okay. and it's real small and it can go up to 900 degrees like wow. in 15 minutes. Anyway, we so made it. Is a, it big enough for a pie though? A pizza pie? It's big enough for a Neapolitan pie. So, you know, uh, you know, 16 inches probably. Yep. You're not getting yep. like a 24 inch. But anyway, Anyway, we we made all the pizzas and did you roll it out or did you throw it up in the air? The dough? Did you? Uh, I didn't do it. You wash your hands? I didn't do anything except go to Prince Street and pick up dough, sauce, and cheese. Sarah did everything, but she's flinging them up in the nice, air. Nice. She's doing it, and 
Each one kept getting better, but our final one was the Prince Street, and it was it was great. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was my Valentine's yeah, Day. Jesus Christ, I'm blown I've been away. doing a lot of cooking. You are? What are you cooking? Yeah. I made a bolognese that was like through Knock the roof. Me over with Absolutely through the roof. Yeah? Yeah. Like uh, over what? A fettuccine, or what'd you put it on? Uh, no, just bolognese. Yeah, fettuccine. Right. Yep. Sounds like a podcast. And, uh, <laughs> and then I did a steak with some uh, cream spinach the other night. For my daughter, and she loved, of course, I, that was amazing. Would she Snake tell River, you if she didn't like it? Oh, yeah. All right. I, I know when it's amazing. Right. Yeah, there's right. no way she wouldn't like it. So Andrew Whitworth wants to do the show, by the way. I love him. Got to get him on. We I were going to have him call in today, but he, he couldn't do today. Well, Is he coming fans. back again for another season? Or? Yeah, okay. he's coming back. And, you know, I Because he was injured He was injured bit, right? bad and yeah. made it back you know, for the end of the season. And, yeah. you know, uh, it's a, sh- it's a shame. I want to see next year with the Rams again. I, I-, I wanted to talk to him about what he thinks about the big trade mm-hmm. golf for Stafford. And, you know, my personal feeling is the Super Bowl was, was really lost by the chiefs offensive line. I mean, they got oh, yeah, no absolutely doubt. destroyed. They were injured and Mahomes was running for his life. Yeah. So if, if Andrew was on that team, I think the game might've been yeah. different. So. Also too, Doug, I don't, I don't want to say we're breaking this story, but a heavy, heavy, heavy rumor coming out of New York sports is Russell Wilson to like, it's a blockbuster trade. Russell Wilson to the jets. Oh, what do you think of that? Doug? Oh, that would be awesome. Shirtless. FaceTimes? Shirtless FaceTimes from Russell. I mean, I did get one when he wanted to go to the Giants a couple of years ago. He called me and said, Did he want to go to the Giants? He wanted to go to the Giants. That would be great. That would have been great. I'll trade him for Jones right now. I don't even hear this Jets rumors. I I heard it from a a pretty good uh, sports source, like somebody in the know. I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but they're really talking about it. And I just feel bad for Russell. I mean, it's just going to get. No, he wants to come to the Jets. I know, but the Jets. Oh, Sam Darnold. Okay. The New York Jets to receive Russell Wilson. San Francisco 49ers receive Deshaun Wait, Watson. Wait, this is a done trade? Houston Texans receive Sam Darnold, three first-round picks, one second-round pick. Seattle Seahawks receive Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, and two first-round picks. Wait, is this a rumor? Or it you is, say a, this it is, is a heavily, heavily wow. discussed rumor. It said it would be the biggest trade in NFL history. That is huge. Bosa, too. Blockbuster. Wow. All right, so without further ado... Let's bring on Jordan Belfi, a.k.a. Adam Davies, after the break. We are back with handsome <laughs> Jordan Belfi, who played Adam Davies on the show. Everybody's, I mean, we had two agents on this show that can were I the go hateable. Irish crickets? You can go Irish, Irish crickets. crickets. Got to start it. Oh, there it is. Yeah, there we go. Cheers, Jordan, cheers, bro. There you go. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. Yes. I'm enjoying just, that beer. That you look great. Made. You look like Superman. I mean, he really does, he doesn't does. he? He's a handsome motherfucker. <laughs> and by the way, all Jesus I look Christ. at now, Jordan, you're young. All I look at now is people's hair because I used to have good fucking hair, and all of a sudden it's not so good at fifty three. Yeah, it's good hair. Thick. Now, Doug, yeah. it, it, it's so funny because it's somebody could be doing anything in the first. They'll go, God, this guy's got amazing hair. That's all I look at anymore. <laughs> That's hair in Hollywood. It's, Blind this is a new luck. thing, Doug. You know what? But it's, it's like you know, you're jealous of like you're like, oh, what a beautiful house, what a great car. No. Just, you just you the hair. It's the one thing you can't buy. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan, I just got to show this shirt that Jordan's wearing oh, yeah. because because this is. From the show. So awesome. But do you guys even know where I took that from? I have no idea. I know what it means. It it was a disease. It was a horse disease, right? By the way, we're talking about seed sea fly. A seed sea fly. Is a it's a it's a fly that will kill a horse. By the way, Dylan probably has. <laughs> right? Isn't that how it goes down? By the way, Dylan has some Look interesting it up. knowledge. That's a fucking hell of a fly that kills a horse. No, no, it's a, yeah, it's like a it gives it's a disease that they get. It's uh, this will be amazing if Dylan, if Dylan has some information that I don't know. 
That being said, I don't know anything about that. So you didn't know what it, the seat C fly was? It is from one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time, The In-Laws, the original, Peter Falk and Alan Arkin. Mm. He talks about these seat C flies. So that's why I put it in the show, which was the code. And he, what did he say about him? He talked about how it's... I mean, you got to watch that <laughs> killer scene. fly. No, 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 horses. no. No, he talks about... I got them looking it up right now. All right. Well, we'll find out about this. But well, anyway, show, this listen, it's, it's a fucked a, up like It's fly. from 15 oh. years ago. It looks I found it, and I was like, I got to wear it for Doug. Such a cool shirt, bro. I don't know why I've never gotten one of those. Don't make me read this whole thing. It's a fucking crazy fly, bro. You don't want to get bit by a tsetse fly. I don't know. I don't see anything about a horse, Dylan, but let's try to stay away from the tsetse fly. (laughs) What's amazing, though, Dylan has... Keep looking. Dylan, like, you're a little, and this is not an insult, you're a little like Cliff Clavin on Cheers. You have information that nobody else (laughs) has. A lot of... Useless knowledge <laughs> that I never get to use until right now. Until, until he can talk on a podcast. All right, so let's get to our guest. Jordan Belfi, what's going on with you? Tell us we're in COVID, but we're coming out of it hopefully real soon. How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm working. Yeah, what are you I'm working, working on? Uh, I'm going back to work on this show called All Rise on, uh, on CBS, and then I'm going to do this show called Good Girls uh, on NBC after that. So I'm just like... Moving nice. forward, yeah. Wow. By yeah. the way, Jordan, this we like to talk about on the show. Did you get offers for these or did you audition? Because Connelly's <laughs> never done an offer. I know. I, well, Notebook, right? I did. Thank you. Notebook thank and you John Hughes. Yeah, he knew some people. Yeah, he was friends with the director. Does that I'm count? Yeah. Studio friend. I mean, the director wrote him 10 grand and he's like, oh, you he's know like, what? I'll I give would the do part. anything for this part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a few hundred um, million in box office and those offers. Just saying. No, he's I mean, great on the casting couch. <laughs> I uh I don't know. I mean, I guess it's fine to talk about. Like, I've got no place for like offers come, and and I'm also still you know meeting and reading. Right. So like, but I'm at a place where like when the offer. I mean, I don't expect it. Um, but uh, but they happen. Like I, you know, I got I got an offer to do scandal, and so you know, and, and shows like that. And so when they come in, I think it's because like it's I've worked with people before, and they know that I can execute. Right. And I think that's ultimately what it comes down to. And what's yeah. your feeling on the whole audition process? How do you take that now? Do you get offended by it? Do you get excited about it? Or how does it work? I don't I don't know. I don't think about it really other than just sort of like doing the work. Like I know – so when I think about the show and I think about drama specifically, <laughs> like that is – there's a moment at the end of the, at the series like when you're in uh, – you're reading for uh, what was it? You were it was you. It was you and Phil Yagoda. It yeah. was the Mel, it was the Melrose <laughs> oh, Place. Oh, you and Yagoda. Oh, yes, yes. Bill Fickner. I, I can't. By the way, I directed that, that I episode. You make I me... should know this. The end of that episode is like where you give that speech. Yes, and it ends Great with monologue. Yeah. Still, you make me sing for my sing supper. For my supper, and that moves me. Yes, because like that's the story of every actor. At a certain yeah. point, like you've done the work, and I'm sure Jeremy even talked about it too. Like he's 40 movies in or whatever it was, and and you know what happened with Entourage, but like. At the end of the day, you you do the work. And, like, it's going to come or it's not. But, like, at the end of the day, you do the work. Right. I think it's important that everybody out there does because it is – sometimes you can let your ego get in the way of it and go, really, do you need me to do this? And, you know, it's one thing if they're asking you to play some – Thing that's so far removed from what you've done before but yeah. tell us about what what's the show that you're doing what is it exactly oh all rise yeah yeah it's a courtroom drama yeah. right it's courtroom drama it's it's, it's in in its they, second season and, they and, pay so well though don't they network shows are good by the way he looks so fucking he's, happy right, right now dude, I mean, he, yeah. came in, he came in cracked a coors light he's got a he doesn't have a care no look he's got an offer in his fucking hair he looks great <laughs> he's got amazing hair dylan no hair, i look over from the golf course uh, it's also because and i'm not saying this to blow smoke like i'm i'm genuinely happy to 
see you guys. I'm genuinely happy to be here because this show, and I mean this sincerely, this show, and when you called, like, I was like, I'll be there in a second. Because this show was like an inflection point for me. Like, this show was that important. And there was like before Entourage and after Entourage. And I, I, I'm sure it's not a surprise to you guys, but like, there, this, this was the moment in my career that like, started my career i really feel that you know how many people have come on this show right now in this podcast and said similar things you know what's so weird is to hear what's so weird though is this show ended my career so it's weird (laughs) i don't know why that bro no but but, but i don't know i don't know if most people know this and and like you and i've never talked about this but like i don't think most people know that i came on for one episode it's unreal um one scene yeah in one episode, which was in the first season. And when I came on, um, the show hadn't aired yet. Right. And so I was dropping into something that, like, I had zero idea what it was, what the world was. I didn't have a script. Right. So the first scene was when it was, I... It was me and you, you and me, yeah. in the cubicle. But you must have looked at that scene and said, hey, there could be more to this. I'm I don't know if I... You know, I... the agent of one of the uh, lead guys. I didn't... <sighs> I, I didn't think about it, to be honest yeah. with you. I just, wa- I knew that, I knew that it was special. I knew that it was funny, but like, I didn't know what it was going to become. Although at the end of the uh, episode of shooting that episode, you told me, you were like, you were there with another producer. I can't remember who it was, but you're like, you, you're going to be back. You're going to be back. And, and Kevin, I'm gonna I get you back in the game. Yeah, <laughs> back in the game. Um, your, your stuff. I've, my brother, I have a brother who's a younger brother. Uh, every, I don't know, couple of months, he always says, oh, technically I'm older. But, uh, <laughs> I think we play around the same age. Like that stuff just lives on. We haven't talked about this, but you took care of me in the beginning in a way that like, I don't know how many actors listen to the podcast, but like. Lots of actors. So if, if, if mm-hmm. you're some part of, about the process, it's good. We like. We have about. actors and drunk Irish people that <laughs> listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's a very specific thing like uh, to when you're guesting on a show, because in a weird way, I don't want to say you have the harder job, but your job is different in that you're expected to sort of drop into this world that you guys have already like kind of established and warmed up and just fit into that world. And, um, and you know, the people that are on that show don't necessarily, sometimes they're cold, sometimes they're warm, whatever. But I remember the second, um, the second episode I did, which was episode eight of the first season. Um, I didn't get the, I didn't get the scene till like the night before. (laughs) Oh, that's typical. Um, Doug Ellen. No, wait, but this is how long ago it was. It was faxed. (laughs) It it was faxed to me. And I got that scene the night before. I didn't have a script. I didn't have anything for the first two episodes. I never read the script. (laughs) Um, that's how Dylan was the whole time. (laughs) Dylan still hasn't read. No, I would read everything except for the Jeremy, the Ari stuff. Cause I'd like to see it fresh right. and oh, I wouldn't know about that anyway. Right. So. But you, we were in the, I have this very specific memory. You, uh, you and I were in the makeup trailer and I said something like I didn't have the script and you said, you don't have a script. <laughs> You're recurring on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go get you a script. And you went and got a script for me and you took care of me. I remember at a certain point I hadn't met Lev yet. Right. Wow. And you were like, yeah. you haven't met Lev. Let's go. And you took me over and you yeah, like yeah. made You're me. You're my agent, bro. Yeah. But, wow. But I would do that with a lot of, you know, the guest spots. I would go to their trailer and say, hey, welcome to the show. I'd well, like especially to, you know, when that person is working off of you, right? Yes, You're working we were with gonna, that I knew person. we were going to work together. And it really so is. I mean, with you, that first scene. I mean, I just watched it. It is, it's chillingly real <laughs> and funny and really sad like it yeah. really does when i watch it back now i look at it it encompasses what hollywood is it's like he's this guy who who had made it at one point and yeah. now he's fallen on bad times 
when we found Jordan, I remember when we cast you, I was like, you know, we were looking for that 9-11 driving handsome agent that you <laughs> yes, really that smirk on his face. Well, because he he looks like an actor and it's like yeah. you're almost like you go into the agency and you're like, fuck, this guy could be auditioning for the roles <laughs> I'm auditioning for. And he's looking at me going, you know what? My life is so much better than the shit you're doing and I'm going to make you feel like shit about it. And yeah. that's, did you use any real life agents to, to uh, model it off of? A hundred percent. Right. A hundred percent. I I don't know about like real life agents, but the feeling of being in a meeting like that. I, I mean, before Entourage, I mean, I had graduated college. It was only like a couple of years out. I was in those meetings <laughs> and it's a horrible feeling when you feel like that person isn't there with you. They're not present. They're doing whatever. They're not there too, not, by the way. What do you mean? They're looking right through you. Oh, they're yeah. doing everything but wanting to be in the meeting. Even, it's a bad e- yeah, even when they're not talking on the phone or looking at their notes or whatever, even when they're looking at you, they're not looking. They're thinking at you. this is meetings almost over. I just yeah, and so like oh, yeah. <laughs> right? all of that, all of that behavior, all that stuff, I just stole. Right, I just knew, and um, and you had written it. I mean, that was the other thing. Like I know has probably been talked about on the podcast a bunch, but like it was on the page. Like yeah. your, your stuff was on the page. I appreciate that. But like I said, when I look at that and I've said this about Dylan before, I thought it was a funny scene. It plays, I'm not comparing myself to Shakespeare and I don't mean no, me. You, please don't compare yourself to Shakespeare. <laughs> it's you guys though. It plays like fucking tragedy. You're just like this poor guy is sent downstairs to a place. It was funny where, as well, though. I it mean, is it was funny. funny, but it's you know, it's funny. Be- it's the old adage. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. I mean that that yeah. that that applies to the whole show. Yeah, and it's why the show is what it is and why it's as special as it is. It's is because of the authenticity and the the truth, really. And but like even like you're saying in microcosm, like in that scene, there's such truth in, in every beat that you have where it's like you take a hit and you take another one to the chin and you take another one to the chin until you can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And like y- you do the thing, you do it throughout. So I I don't know if I, I drama comes into the office. He's wearing his best suit. Ari makes fun of him saying he's dressed for a bar mitzvah. <laughs> And he's like, I got you a great agent. And he sends him downstairs where Adam Davies, played by Jordan here. In a cubicle. Which doesn't have an office. So wildly offensive no to you that he didn't have an office. No he's a glorified assistant. And, and why I say it's so real is because what happens in this town is somehow these young guys come into these jobs and they really have no fucking clue who you are. So you come in, you've had a career of whatever level of success, and people look at you and like, Oh, I mean, it's sick that I get that now. Like entourage, I, I, wow, I was watching that like before there was television. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's but it's weird. always so, though. Like, what have you done lately? Right. Like, right. what's what's going on now? Have right. you been? Have you been? What I say to you is, I remember it so specifically. <laughs> you, uh, you, you work in it all, <laughs> <laughs> and you work it steady for the last, last twelve, 12 years. years. Minus the last three. Minus the last three. Because you wrote that line. Doug? Doug wrote that. That's right. And I was like, I guess. I don't remember. I'm pretty Uh, sure I wrote that. But I I knew (laughs) that, like, again, not to, like, pat myself on the back, but I actually knew kind of what what it was and and how much you guys liked it because we were shooting the second season and a friend of mine called me up and had the DVD of the first season. And they were watching it with the director's commentary or, or whatever yeah, commentary. We, that it was, was yeah did the commentary. i mean that's kind of what this is yeah <laughs> it's yeah, funny yeah, how yeah. dvd commentary is kind of, yeah but it was you and larry charles and you guys were doing commentary on that episode and it got to that scene and larry said i just remember it because it was really 
uh, important to me, Larry said, the first thing he said was, here's another example of how we got really lucky with casting. <laughs> who, here's a guy who comes in with his own style and verve, and I just was like, oh, okay, this is, this right. is going to hit. So that was just, I don't know, I, I was aware of that stuff, and it, it just... Uh, it moved me. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it really does. It holds its own, and and you guys did have a an it was it was an amazing instantaneous chemistry. Which you know, everybody listening out there, like if Jordan, if we could have found ways, Dylan used to get mad when I'd add characters. When you find not him, him though, not one that, not, not, not not one one that propels his storyline, <laughs> Doug. Yeah, until but what he means is like you know, you get an until extra Adam character. Davies became so big, he didn't want to handle <laughs> drama anymore. He became a big age. Well, it was just because it, it, uh, because Vince left. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. you were you were a family deal. Yeah, I'm a family deal. <laughs> I mean, Jordan's really involved with two of like, that is a meme that's been all over the place, which two, Dylan going back in the game, you know, which you got to say it once. I mean, you know, I am the game. I mean, that's like, yeah. I am the fucking game. Uh, it, I think there was a curse in there. There was. It is. And, and then Jerry takes his Cheetos and like fucking like, like just yeah, like, like he's going to he's going to kill Adam Davies with his Cheetos or something. And then obviously the, the you're the betrayer, which was based on a real story. Ari Emanuel really left. CAA basically in the middle of the night yeah. under the cover of darkness. Don't and forget Apple headshots. What that Apple was also that was great. That too. was also that, that is funny. true. That is true. That one. Yeah, <laughs> but the paintball and the whole thing of the yeah. of the guy who rats him out is a, is based on absolute reality, and you played that just uh, perfectly. Did you ever hear those stories? By the way, did I only sort of loosely knew about it? I knew it was it was CA, and I knew it was Ari, but like I don't know. Did somebody rat him out? Did somebody try to hundred percent? Oh, there's rats yeah. everywhere, bro. Well, I know who it was too, but uh, yeah, <laughs> who wow. was it? Doug say Oh, I, I won't say this. But uh, you know, how was Davies compared to your first experiences with agents? How did you get your first agent? A really good question. Uh. Well, I can tell you, it's funny, one story that just came to me uh, that, man, I haven't thought about this in so long. So I hope it wasn't a casting couch like Connolly <laughs> got his. <laughs> but you were like a little kid, though, right? Six. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, so I had this friend who I went to college with. Just as a side note, like I, I went to college back east. And Where'd I, you go? I went to Wesleyan yep, University. Sure. Um, a lot of Hollywood from Wesleyan. A lot of Hollywood. I went to school with I went to school with Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh wow! And my buddy Tommy. Like we were all there together. Were you friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like my crew. And really, yeah. And did people know? I mean, we'll, we'll, we can have a little bit on him, but did people know this guy is just a superstar? The the kernels of genius were there, right? And I I have memories of like. <laughs> it sounds so funny. This is who created uh, Hamilton, Hamilton, and, so and the Heights, the and the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and start in it and the whole thing. But we used to have these like sort of rap circles where we would just freestyle rap in a circle and we'd just go around and like Lynn and you just like Lynn's at another. You might universe. have to do some freestyle. No, I don't think so. Please don't but what send else? it around the table here. That's <laughs> ugly. What the fuck is going on back there? I've been wearing these for two episodes, bro. Have you not noticed this? No, I, I did not notice I actually that. was waiting for somebody to say anything. I'm like, I can't believe that. I was like, maybe this is Connolly's thing. I don't know. I don't know what he's got. Mirrorous aviator glasses. He's like a motorcycle. I cover up his you know, bloodshot red say, eyes. You look know, like you've been maced. Jordan comes in today. He's got. He's happy as hell. Bright-eyed and bushy He can't get a beer. You know, he's like get a beer. He has for a beer. He's like, I've been on other podcasts. They surf shrimp cocktails here i can't get a fucking beer so anyway so i i went to wesleyan i and i and i had um i was a film major i was doing theater at the same time and and uh 
performing shows and directing shows, but I was a film major and I, and I, I directed a senior thesis film and I did something that you didn't do back then, which was I played the lead in it. So I had this film, right? And I got back to LA and, um, I had this friend, my, my friend, Sarah, I'm sure it's okay that I say this, uh, her, her mother was Susan Day and her, and her father was this, um, storied William Morris agent named, uh, Lenny Hershen. He was Clint Eastwood's agent for 50 years, his whole career. So he was at William Morris this whole, this whole time. And, uh, she gave him my film and he calls me, he watches and he calls me up Wow! and he invites me and he says, I love this. Come in. Um, and mind you, it's, I'm 21, right. 20, 21. Um, he has three clients at the time, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Sophia Loren, and I think Morgan Freeman. And that's <laughs> wow. it. Right. And then just a little context, like he was, you know, he's like an entre historian himself because he started in the mailroom and then he put Eva Marie Saint in on the waterfront and helped get her an Academy Award. And he negotiated Elvis's deals when he was still managed wow. by the Colonel, like all of this kind of Jack, Jack so Lemmon. Did he offer to sign you off of this film? So no, he met, so he met me and we sat down. I'm this 21 year old kid and, he, and he's like, I love this and I, I love you. I'm going to screen this for all the other agents here. It's my student film. Wow. wow. So he screens it for, for William Morris, which is absurd. And then he, he calls me back and he says, you know, they all love it. They all love you, but uh, I, they don't know what to do with you. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you should give um, this agent a call at UTA. And he gives me the name of basically the head of UTA. Right. Like, or at least the head of like all of motion pictures. Right. Basically the Ari Gold of UTA. So me, 21-year-old naive me, I call up and I call, I call up Ari Gold at UTA essentially. And I say, let, let Lenny Hershen gave me your name and I'm supposed to, you know, call you. And, uh, um, he gets on the phone. He's like, who are you? Um, who is this? And I, and I, I explained to him and he said, I just remember him saying like, wait, wait, let me get this straight. Lenny Hershen, you're not good enough for Lenny Hershen, but you're good enough for me. I get Lenny's leftovers. And he proceeds to scream at me for 10 minutes straight. I'm just like little 21-year-old listening to him scream at me. And I remember one of the things he said so clearly. He said, I will fucking kick your – I will kick Lenny Hershen's ass. I will kick your ass. Wow. Fuck you. Fuck him. Just for 10 minutes. And he gets to the end and then he goes, you know, so do you understand me? Do you understand me? I said, yeah. He goes, send me your film. <laughs> Click. And hangs up on me. Right. And, and, uh, and so I, I – I send him I send him the film and he calls me back and he said look uh I like it you're good we can't we can't do anything right now and that was it wow and but, but well, being good for him for at least saying that Right. Which means that he actually did kind of respect you because a lot of times, just for vanity purpose, they suck up whoever they can, then they stick you on the bench. You never hear from him. Yeah, you can't sure. get him on the phone. Sure. If you know, it says uh, I. I think it could be a sign of respect. What do you What do you think, Doug? You have a weird look on your face. No, I you? no. I'm I, I just I, I'm still looking that you're in sunglasses, which is bizarre <laughs> and drunk. But um, you know, it's. I mean, I had weird stories like that in my initial thing. I did a short film also, which mm -hmm. started my whole career. And, uh, you know, I had meetings that were insane. I had, and from stand-up comedy too. I did stand-up and had a woman come up to me after and tell me I was a genius. I was going to be the next whoever. I don't remember who. Yeah. And she was signing me. And then I called her the next day and she told me she was on drugs and has no recollection <laughs> of the evening. So I've been through all that shit. But what happened to your filmmaking? Are you still making films as a director? Uh no, I mean, I basically started working. I started acting. It's something that, like, um, and I know we got directors. In the it's room. hard to do both. 
Right, you're either an actor or you're a director. But can I tell you what happened? Because I made the short films. I didn't have his fucking hair, and nobody gave me acting <laughs> you roles. Had a head of hair like that. I though. wanted to act, <laughs> and nobody gave me roles. In fact, my first short film, like I was doing it with David Schwimmer, and somehow John Cryer hears about it. His agent calls me on a short film and says John Cryer wants to do your short. But anyway, uh, you know Schwimmer ended my career because he said you gotta <laughs> let you gotta let John Cryer do it. And I was like, fuck, all right. And John Cryer obviously is a better actor than me, and that was the end of it. I never acted again except for in the show, which only you care about or remember. So no, I I remember and I care about it. It's one of the ways I in cared which- about it too, Doug. <laughs> thank you. But didn't you didn't you freak out in an audition? I um in real life, yeah. I had a panic attack at an audition, and I swore I'd never do it again. I mean, I think it's the like I was talking about this with Dice. Yeah, I think about comedy versus audition. Stand up was far easier to me than auditioning, really? because which is crazy. It seems crazy because me. there were bright lights in your face. You don't really see. You could have a bevy. <laughs> you know, you walk into this audition room, and they are designed to make you feel like shit about yourself. It I'll just break is. you down. Yeah, break they really down. are. And and I tried, and hopefully you remember in your audition, yeah. I really did make a concerted effort, even to people that I knew were not right for the part, to try to be as nice as I could and make them feel at least decent about the experience. But, you know, how have your auditioning experience? Well, the audition for this, there's nobody in the room. It was Uh, tape? It was just on tape. It was just me and Meredith Tucker. Right. Remember Meredith? Yeah, of course. Um, And so, I mean, it's just like I have like a million stories of how like the show it's art imitates life, life imitates art. And this, like, it all starts to blur together in this way that, like, I feel like my stories start to become the show and vice right. versa. Um, but there were a ton of guys, you know, just lining the holes. That's um, a bad feeling, too. Right? Yeah. There's just a ton of guys. And all I dressed like you. Yeah. Kind of, right. <laughs> yes. You're like, yeah. look at the hair on this guy. Get out of here. They all have great hair. <laughs> um, but. No, I just I just went in. It was just it was just me and Meredith, who went to Wesleyan, by the way. Right, and like and there was just a sort of a, a a nice easy connection there. But no, I just went on tape, and uh, we did it a few times, and then that was it. And then you guys offered me the role. Right. So like I never met you right. before the first day on set. That's wild. Um, offers, offers, offers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm trying to cast the whole show now on Zoom, so it's 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 painstaking and horrible. But so then you do the show. Yeah. And then it airs. Well, that was, was going to be my question, too. What what happens when the show airs? When does it kick in for you? I I had a I had like a, a party. I had like a viewing party <laughs> for that that first episode I was nice. in. And at that point, like most people hadn't seen the show or that, that, you know, my circle of friends were coming over to watch the show. And like I've heard you guys talk about this episode and and uh, and your, you know, Scorsese shot at the end and the whole <laughs> the whole thing. But but I could feel it in my crowd of friends that they were like this is this is special this is something like this is this is another level of television and i could feel like they didn't know who the characters were they were and they were in right and i could feel it and then when it started uh when we started in the second season and people started people started quoting my lines (laughs) um i knew that we were we were doing something like really worth it really special yeah it's awesome you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, when you do these shows, you guys have done far more than me. And I mean, are there other pilots that you've done or this wasn't a pilot, but pilots that you've done that you felt like, wow, we got something here and then it just didn't work or not, not didn't work because a lot of times great shows 
for whatever reason, don't catch on and a network cancels them quick. But is sure. there stuff that you did that you're like, I can't believe this didn't make it? In retrospect, probably not at the right. time. Like, you really wanted to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, I got the lead in a couple of pilots and like that I really wanted to go. Um, but when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, I get it. At the time, you're in the middle of it. All you care about is that it gets, it gets you know, ordered. Um, but those, all that stuff not to just keep circling back, but like all that stuff really came in the wake of, of this show, like this show, I don't have to tell you guys, like the show generated heat and that's like so much of what this business is about. And everybody, I just knew that like everybody in town was watching it. Right. And so people came to know who I was from this show. It's wild. And I, um, and then particularly like the all out fallout, that yeah. episode, yeah. season five. Do you, do you remember that episode? Where like I don't remember the names, but it's the one where Ari and I go head to head. Like we race, yeah. and then yeah. it culminates in um, in him showing up at the agency. Slap, like, yeah. That yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember and that. That yeah, I think is the moment that people probably talk about the most. Like, really? Yeah. It's weird, but like people. Because the line is a bitch slap for a bitch, right? right? <laughs> people, people love that line. People love that line, and people love that. I loved that episode. Um, how did it feel when you were filming it, and how was your relationship with Jeremy while this was going on? Um, the episode, the episode was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the episode Cotley with those classes. Sorry, uh, it was amazing because that episode was like. That was like my episode. I mean, in terms of that storyline, right. that was like my episode. And like that race was insane. I, I've heard you talk about like in the pilot. Is it in the pilot where uh, you had Jeremy walking out of the Ivy and he yep. gets hit by the car? Um, I don't know if you know this, but like when we were shooting that scene and I tell people this, we were we were driving. <laughs> right. We were racing. <laughs> yeah. And we didn't we didn't we didn't shut down any streets. <laughs> Like we had basically like Mylod was directing, Mark Mylod was directing that episode. And like, it was me just for, you know, your audience. It's me in a Porsche and uh, Ari in a Ferrari. And I pull up next to him and we trade barbs. And, uh, and then I, you know, I take off, I say, eat my dust or whatever, you know, uh, breathe in the dust, whatever it is. I take off and he goes, fuck it. And he races me and we're racing. And I know that you, you, I remember it in the script. You said you lifted it from against all odds. Against all odds, yeah. shot by shot. I love that. <laughs> shot by shot. Yeah. Down Which then is amazing because then you had James Woods on the show. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. So we're racing along what purports to be like Sunset Boulevard. He's in a Ferrari. I'm in a Porsche. And we're both in convertibles. And we're yelling at each other while we're driving. And people are like, well, how did you do that? I was like, I drove. <laughs> Where were the cameras? We had, we had, there were two, there were like two motorcycle cops that were kind of like in front. And then they were chasing. And then the, there was like a, my lot and the rest of the crew were like in a van chasing us. And then it was just like me and Jeremy and like. I remember the cameraman was in Jeremy's passenger seat shooting across Jeremy onto me, right? And I'm in the other car. And I remember thinking- Dave Perkle, probably. Yep. Perkle. It was a guy named Colin. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh nuts. Nuts. Hey, you're Guy didn't wear underwear. Guy didn't wear underwear. <laughs> An English guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Colin, Colin is shooting this shot where like- Jeremy's face is basically the left side of the frame, and then I'm in the other side of the frame in the other car. I realized, like, again, not to toot my own horn, but I was Dude. like, what would they do if I couldn't do this? Like, right. I was driving. I was trying to drive in this way to, to keep this very specific relationship where I was in the frame. Right. And then I had to play the scene. Right. And, and, I, and we did it, and we didn't shut down streets. And, like, and again, I don't know if you know this part, but, like, 
at a certain point, the, the two motorcycle cops out in front of us, they got a little too far out in front. And we're driving. We're doing the scene. And that intersection was a green light. And a car just started oh, going. Geez. And we're barreling down at this intersection. It's wow. okay. I'm talking about this. Yeah, we're barreling course. down at this intersection. And we split the car. Oh, wow. my God. The two of no, us. I, I actually never did that's hear that. That's your limitations. We did crash the Ferrari. We did crash the Ferrari. But no, there's, 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 no one got hurt, thank God. We but. pulled over. We pulled over, and we had to, like, have a moment. Um, oh, a little little rattled? A little shaken It up? was like, it, it was just, I think Mark Mylod was like, we need to work this out. Right. Um, but I think that's why the, the, the scene feels the way it does. Right. It feels it's like it's got this energy, and it's electric, and you feel it. Um, and I think that's the way the show works. Yeah, I mean, we look, did, we did it a lot. We just there did was it. so much shit we would pull off. And look, Mylod, Mark Mylod was just such a fucking visionary director. Even though we said we want against all odds, he still would always find his own twist to put on things. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank God you guys were okay. But, uh, yeah, Jeremy almost got taken out walking outside the Ivy uh, on the pilot with no permits. And that would have been... That would have been the end of my career, which I got 15 more years before that happened. But uh, so it's pretty wild. But, but that um, and then that episode. So you were asking about about Jeremy. I, like, I mean, I had a great relationship with Jeremy. I mean, we we um, I mean, we just went at it. I mean, you had great, great stuff between the two of us the, in, in season three before before this season where we have that scene in uh, um, in the Roosevelt mm-hmm. at, the, at the gala. Yeah. And it's just he and I. Like that was that was like the longest scene. It was just him and I negotiating, blackmailing, you know, right. going back and forth. So that stuff was just fun. But um, at the end of the All Out Fallout, where I, you know, he sends me a bag of shit with the, <laughs> right. with, the, with the money in it, and I send him the strippers, which right. uh, um, apparently Joe Pesci was. Yeah. was watching. <laughs> um, that's the that scene. Yeah, that's oh, the that scene was right. courtesy of Adam Davies. Yeah, of course oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. was. Wow. I was. sent those strippers to him. Adam Davies also sent nude photos of and Mrs. Ari. And yeah. then I sent oh, and then I sent nude photos of Mrs. Ari um, and asked him if he booked that job for her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then he, you know, he clears the desk and literally marches over. And then we have that confrontation, um, which everybody remembers. And look, I'm just, I never really told this story before, to be Let's perfectly go. honest with you. Um, just a couple of friends. Yeah. Um, but like, I've never told this story about, it. and I just want for the record, I have no, I have no beef with, with Jeremy. Like, everyone, <laughs> like we had, uh, we, beef is good. No. We're looking for viral moments. Right? <laughs> um, he hit me. He slapped you. He, no, he hit me. What do you mean? He hit you in the scene. You... In the scene. Yeah. What, what do you mean? Like closed fist? No, like, a. Like a like an open handed <laughs> punch. Wow! So it, it wasn't really a stage. No. Slap. So so uh, so we get to that scene and we're doing that scene and um, there's a stunt coordinator. Like it's choreographed. Yeah. It's like a whole thing. It's wow. It's serious, right? So we get to this. Uh, we get to this moment and and um, and again, Mylod's directing. And, and at this point, like I'm close with with Mark. Yep. Like, we become like good friends, and I'm super close with Amy Westcott. But anyway, we're doing the scene. The stunt coordinator um, does the does the whole thing and we get to that moment and boom and i mean like not like not like here like like a, the russian slap I fights we see on the internet i like hope it was cross, a rehearsal like you know we were rolling that's what's okay. in the episode wow yeah um, well i hate to say it and and of course it's never okay but he that was an acting move on piven's part i'm and sure maybe it's right or maybe it's and wrong it looked great all right well let's see i want to hear i want to hear what jordan thought about it uh, to be honest with you well it it 
uh, it was like a, you know, it was the kind of, it was the kind of, you say a slap, like you say the Russian slaps, but it was like across the ear, like the kind of thing that <laughs> oh. like, like rings your bell. Did wow. it hurt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I remember it happened. And just again, for your audience, like the scene is where he, I sent him a picture of his wife and he physically shows up and confronts me. And because he's screaming for me when he enters, the, everyone comes out of their offices. And it's this scene that's like, and we had background people like surrounding the whole thing. Um, when he did it, it reverberated and there were crickets. It wow. was silent. And I remember taking it and I remember, because um, it wasn't supposed to happen. And I remember taking it and I remember having one of those like, like flash forwards, like you see your whole life before your eyes, that kind of thing. Like if like, you smack them back, what like, happens? Like run, Lola, run. Like where you see the whole thing, you play it all out. Right. Um, and, uh, and I remember thinking like, okay. Um, and I just turned and continued on with the scene and finished. We cut, everyone came running out and the stunt, it's the stunt coordinator's job yeah. on the line. And did this whole thing, and Jeremy was like, okay, 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 we're cool, we're cool. Uh, went over <laughs> So it. they told Jeremy to go easy on the slap? Is that it's yeah, not what we rehearsed. It's not what we rehearsed, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I was like, it's cool, it's cool. So it was a one-time slap then. He didn't do it in any other takes. So then we rolled again. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we get to that point in the scene again, and boom. Wow. Did it, did it again. And that was the point where another like, earshot, another like just ring the bell, stinger reverberates, and uh, and I that was where I had the moment. I was like, I'm gonna turn around, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna lay him out. Like, I think I'm gonna do this. <laughs> but let me ask you something: Were you upset? Because there's there's a couple things that happen there. You could either, I think, initially you're you're upset almost, right? Were you upset? Um, or mad. Well, what's think, the difference? Well, there is a difference because it's like, man, that's fucked up. You're upset and, you know, pivot. Oh, like hurt. A multiple, yeah. Like, uh, uh, I no, think he first, was thinking uh, about laying him out. He was, after, he was angry. Well, the second, second one, he was angry. Yeah. The first one, he might And the interesting upset. thing, just to not jump off Jordan for a second, but we talk a lot on this podcast about anger management shit because the three of us are fucking crazy. <laughs> if he fucking, if he fucking did that to Dylan or Conley, now I understand you're a guest on the show. There's no shot. You would have fucking, I don't even know what you would have done. Probably what you were thinking about too, you know. I mean, it's, yeah. it, especially if you, you know, said, "Hey, all right, dude, you got that one, right? But you got it on camera. Let's." I, I don't mind taking a shot, one good shot for the for the for camera, Dylan. That's but what don't I do was going to say. Time. Like, you got to basically say to the other actor, "Look, yeah, you're going to thank me, yeah, but it's coming, yeah. So get ready and don't hit me in the ear and for crying out loud. Do not hit drum. the ear. But yeah. I'm going to again. Gonna all right, so I don't on, have Jordan. any. I don't. I'm not like trying to stir uh, anything. We love stirring. Uh, uh, no, but we want the real story. I yeah. Mean, okay. You know. But I. I just at the end of the day, like I think I just sort of pride myself on like being a pro and like mm -hmm. be and 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 it's not my. It's. I'm not a regular on the show yeah. at this point. No, I'm it's like, a tough which spot. Which is why you could be upset, which is why yeah. I would be upset. If yeah. I couldn't retaliate like that, I'd be, I would be, I just, be upset. I just decided like my job there in service to you, in service to the show, as corny as this could sound, like that was more important. Yeah. And that was more important to me. And like it was more important to me to like just be a pro and take it and like have it, have it be in the show. And, but after that, after that take, my loud came running out. They shut it down. And, and that was it. Did you speak to Jeremy at all? Or no. No. What, what do you but mean they shut it down? Like, they said, "See, right, we got the scene. We're, we're over. We're not. We're not shooting anymore." 
Like we're not doing that anymore. Right. My lot is like, he's not good. He's not listening. He's going to slap him. We're going to do it a third time. He's going to slap him again. Yeah. My lot. Okay. Right. What's so crazy is 2021. There'd be 40 fucking cameras going. I mean, this, this would be a big problem. So for all those actors out there, you know, don't, don't take a, don't take a cheap shot. Well, <laughs> once again, communication is everything. Right. And there's that famous viral clip of Michael B. Jordan getting knocked out during Creed. Yeah, I'm right. I'm still wearing my sunglasses. <laughs> getting knocked out during Creed. But he knew it was coming. I don't think he was expecting to get knocked out. But the cameras were set and he was going to get punched. I don't yeah, know anything it. about this. Oh, so- yeah, it's viral. Michael Michael B. Jordan in the final fight, you know, they're doing the shot. And and he knew he was going to get hit. And it was, and, you know, Stallone says, yo, everybody got to take one. I did it in every movie. And he's like, okay. And he's ready to take it. But the guy was a real boxer and he dropped him. And he oh, knocked, wow. him out, knocked him out cold. I didn't know that. You know, but then it's coming. And and to my lot, it, it's smart of my lot. Because they would have done a third take and he would have slapped him again. And done a fourth take. And then Jeremy would have said, I'm a serious actor. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was only <laughs> way to do it was to pull the plug on the scene. But... He never said after, hey, man, good work. Sorry about that. Had to. I mean, we just in a in a sort of like cursory way, like I, I don't remember exactly, but like. Well, because you have hearing damage. You have, <laughs> you have, you have, you have CTE. Blood was Well, now we've gotten some great stories here. You got three lunatics in this fucking booth right here. Do you still, do you have feelings? Like sometimes you're like, I'm going to run into a bar. I'm going to fucking walk up to him and I'm going to knock him on his ear. I mean, I mean, nah, I mean, it just, you've let it go. That's why you've kept the hair. Cause you let it go. (laughs) I said, don't hold on to stuff. I don't keep grudges. No, I mean like at the end of the day, like you get enough removed from it. Like it's in the show. People loved it. People responded to it. It works. And people loved it. And at the end of the day, like, that was sort of the, the point. Jeremy, you know, he... Uh, I he can did, tell you what exactly he's what Jeremy He sailed some computers across the room when in his anger thing. Those are real computers yeah. that were not in the budget to be flung <laughs> right. across but the room. I know what he's going to say, too. He's uh, caught up in the moment of the acting. The and, end result is the same. And, and you're going to thank me later. Yeah. I'm going to slap you, but you got to let the person. You guys as three actors believe that you could get so caught up in the moment that you would actually slap that as as an acting reflex or do you think it was i know i'm hitting this guy and and i'm gonna do it no i i would always fake it you know you could you could sell it you don't have no but what i'm saying is have you ever gotten so caught up in a scene that you're so revved up that you might do something crazy like that jordan no uh in a not hitting not hitting somebody but like physical stuff like if you're in a if you're in a moment where you 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 got someone by the lapels, you throw them up against the wall or that right. kind of stuff. Right. I, and definitely like in a play. Right. <laughs> right. No, but you've got, and cause you've got the whole play to lead up to that moment. But, um, but like the communication you have with the other actor, Correct. Like you guys are on the same page and you're building something together. And like, I guess there's an extreme circumstance where like you want the surprise you want to see, but that's also a circumstance that's usually worked out between the director and that actor. Right. You got to let everybody says, in on it. I right. want you to do this thing because I want to. I want to get this out of this other. This actor. was rogue. This I, was rogue. I've gotten hurt on sets where other actors have. I did a uh, movie with Tammy Grimes, who's a great Broadway actress, and she slapped, had to slap me, and they did it over and over and over again. I was. It was my first movie, and I was just too afraid. To say stop slapping me, and it hurt. <laughs> she was destroying me. I mean, was really. she like, "I'm sorry"? I, I or no, she was hammered. She was so drunk. <laughs> but then I did a movie called Heaven Help Us, and they had it hit my head against the blackboard, and 
they did it over and over again, really smashing my skull into the blackboard by my ear. They did it so many times. I went home. I had a splitting headache, and I was uh, staying with my agent at the time. That's weird. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just to save the drive from Westchester. (laughs) (laughs) He had a huge brownstone. (laughs) Yeah, but But, for some reason, Dylan stayed in his room. But anyway. yeah. (laughs) No, listen. But uh, the next day, I came in, and they gave me a little stunt adjustment. Do you guys know what that is? Yeah, it's a little stunt bump. If you get bounced around, they give you an extra 500. Yeah, yeah, 500 bucks to say, hey, we're sorry about what happened to your head. I had lumps all over my head. It was terrible. I don't think it would happen today. I think. Things are so much more strict. And at AFI, a director wanted uh, a guy was doing shots of uh, of whiskey, and he wasn't getting the reaction he wanted, so he switched it with whiskey and didn't tell the actor. And the actor hadn't had a drink in twenty years. Oh, he was sober, wow. and he was fucking pissed. And this is a student film, so like Jordan at least took the time to go. You know what? This probably wouldn't be great for my career if I knock a three time Emmy winner out <laughs> on the set right now. But my lad would have loved it. By the way, my lad's a fucking animal. By the way. My lad's a strong yeah, he's tough. motherfucker. Is he? Oh, my God. But my lad, that... like you said, my lad pulled the plug. My lad has superhuman, Oh, you mean physical strength. strength. Oh, yeah. Oh, beyond. He's yeah. an animal. Like him He's and also Mark, like one of those tough English kind Him of... and Mark Christie used to wrestle. I mean, like... Really? Mark, oh, Mark's yeah. an animal. Mark's an animal. Yeah. So is Mark Mylod. My lad's wow. held his own just fine. Mark very strong, very skinny guy. Yeah, you never Bizarre. know. He's so, he's so you tall would, and lanky. You would never know it. Very, very disturbing wrestling matches on the lawn. Very childish. We got to get my lad on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Great director. Be great to hear it. Yeah. So anyway, all right. What else, Jordan? Let's see. Uh, what else we? By got? the way, some great stories. Yeah. yeah. Awesome stories. Thanks, man. I, yeah. I, I, um, I, he's holding back. He, I mean, I, I don't blame him. I yeah. don't blame him. Anything no, look, else? I want to reiterate that, like, no, no. I don't have any beef. We've like, all, all trust me. Everyone good. on this like, show has reiterated we have no beef with Jeremy while we've told stories about how he's bothered us, <laughs> but we love him and he's a brother. And uh, yeah. uh, one of us, fair Dylan enough. might give him a slap when he comes back on the podcast for that one. So Dylan, what? for fucking hitting Jordan. <laughs> Uh, Dylan's going to give him a dirty Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan took one for the team. <laughs> That's how I view it. Yeah. You like, did. Really That's what it was. For the team. To, no, yeah. I believe you. I believe you. And listen, you didn't is. have to take three for the team, though. No. <laughs> he one took was, two. You took two. I took two. Yeah, that's why the, the third one is out. <laughs> Don't shame him. He took two. <laughs> so, but Jordan, would you agree? And Kev, I, I know you'll agree. There is the point, right? If uh, you're a cop and I'm the perp and you got to grab me out of the chair and jack me up against the wall you got to grab me out of the chair and jack me up against up against the wall and you want it to look real and if i get thrown against the wall you know obviously it only makes that's something that you could talk about you work out hey i'm gonna rough you up a little bit here be ready for it kind of thing yeah Yeah, i mean you don't have to tell them exactly how you're gonna do it or what you're gonna do just know that like something's gonna happen do it right and you you can still play a reaction to or you can still be in the moment of what's going on but it's uh, anyway yeah you blew our eardrum well, anyway. Jordan, you got any other? Uh, <laughs> what else you got? What else did we miss <laughs> that I didn't know that nobody alerted me to? <laughs> no, I I don't know. I was thinking about all this stuff because I, uh, I mean, maybe this is the 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 diligent student in me, but like I rewatched um, all ninety six episodes. Yeah, I was gonna say, Jordan, I'm wow. dead serious. I was gonna say to Connolly after this, Jordan should have a podcast, and your diligence is not only appreciated, but it is the right thing to do. These two, there's no diligence. They don't watch Talking the show. About, I watch every they don't re- Did you study your fucking Vince eulogy? Did you study it? I, I forgot that one. <laughs> I forgot that. Next week, we're I doing will. that. I we will. had a big round today. There's been enough time, right? And, like, I wanted to I wanted to feel it again. And I wanted to feel the arc and the sweep of the show. 
Um, so I just rewatched all 96 episodes. What? Yeah. In how long? Uh, I don't know. From like when, I think from when you reached out. Like a out. month ago. Yeah. You reached yeah. out and I just was like, I'm just going to revisit. And like, it's a really, because also it's, it allows me to step back and sort of see Adam Davies in the scope of the show and sort of, mm-hmm. um, and what struck me was like, I don't know. I have like a, there's, there's a couple of things, which is, you know, the, the life imitating art, art imitating life. I mean, all of that stuff starts to blend together and the stuff that you wrote about the movies that he's like, all that stuff came true. <laughs> it's and I, I, I don't know. know how much you guys have talked about this, but Aquaman. like, Aquaman. Uh, it's for your audience, like everything that you created as this fictitious thing ended up fucking happening. It's weird. Whether it's Aquaman or Gatsby or Ferrari. Like, yeah. Or the Los Angeles Rams owned by Casey Wasserman, who was on the show trying to bring the Rams to LA with Ari. It's bizarre. You it's, know? it's insane yeah. that like, and you were doing it at a time, people forget that like 2004, 2005 with the Aquaman stuff, comic book movies were not a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Marvel universe didn't yeah. exist, like all this stuff. But Aquaman be- then be- I remember when the CW greenlit an Aquaman series, <laughs> like a year or two after season two, and I was like, "What? What is going on? <laughs> Doug is affecting real life." It was weird. Yeah. Um, I got nothing out of it though. Sad. Sad. <laughs> but it all it all came true. But I was I was looking at the sweep of it, and like, what's amazing? Well, number one, I remember all these stories where I started to blur life and art. Where I went to adrian's house uh, one time that's weird there was a <laughs> just just in and of itself that's just um but he uh i was at this party at his house um and he grew up with a with a friend of mine from from school and it was a big party and everything was you know it was super fun and then at a certain point adrian yelled close off everyone to the pool <laughs> and like ran to the pool and it was right out of the episode i think it's the episode wow. with jamie presley's house where he he says Go to the ocean. Let's yeah. all go swimming. Yeah. He did it. That's funny. And I was like, "Is he, am I in he the dropped sh- trowel and ran to the pool? I can't remember, but people did get naked and oh jump in. Yeah, yeah. And and I just was like, I'm I'm in I'm in the show right now. I used to think because I did, pants on. <laughs> I used to think I used to think that I uh, I influenced Adrian's actual personality because I was never sure exactly what it was. But uh, yeah, we can't get him on the podcast. By the way, so. no, I, I heard. Yeah. He's moved on. He's yeah. moving Come on, on And I, the other the other story I remember is like. Uh, being at the cast, the rap party for the first season, I think it was the first season. And I saw you and, uh, and you were, you were there and you had your agent there. This is was, Dylan. Yeah. He's talking to Lisa. Dylan. Yeah. Lisa. Is that the one that you slept over his house in the Bronx? <laughs> <laughs> Save the drive. And you were there and, and, you know, you said hello to my whole thing. And, and the show was starting to hit like the show had started to air. And, and you're like, uh, you said to me, you said, uh, you introduced me to your agent and you said, you know, now the show's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> starting to hit a I think maybe we can get some movies <laughs> I feel like that's what you said and then you because I think you were you were about to do Poseidon at the time oh, could be could yeah. be you're yeah. like now we're thinking movies <laughs> and then in the in the opening of the second season that's your line to me you come back from Queens Boulevard yeah, yeah. you're meeting on I want you to get new headshots but you said uh Oh, I say I'm I say uh I'm circling something at NBC. And you said yeah. TV. I thought maybe after Queens Boulevard we can get a movie. That's right. That's right. 
It's really <laughs> unbelievable because you TV, said it for real. That's, that's TV was not Might something Debbie's involved. TV was not something party. people wanted to do back then. Movie actors, and now obviously, TV's, well, there used to be no crossover. Yeah, you either did TV or you did movies. You didn't do both. Well, yeah, but well, you didn't everyone. get a million an episode for first seasons of television shows when you're a movie star like you do now. I mean, yeah. it's amazing with Netflix and Amazon and all of that. So it's it's really come full circle, and uh, it's wild to watch the thing. And, and Jordan, I really do. I appreciate that you, you took the time and looked back, and these were I mean, it was great stuff. And well, because, uh, because this can I can yeah. I say like I I just want to pay you more compliments because <laughs> no because yeah, the, he needs that. He loves no, that. head is going to be fucking See, just just so you know, Connolly, like I. Like, I haven't had these conversations with Doug. and Neither like, is he, by the way. He's never complimented <laughs> me. <laughs> I just love that we can't. you can't see me. So I just look at the back of your head and I still know what you're thinking. <laughs> all the terrible things you're thinking about me but constantly. When I said earlier that, like, it, it was all on the page, like, I really, I know you guys have talked about this a bunch, but, like, people always ask me how much I improved and how much stuff. And I, and I always say, it's like, no, Doug wrote every word. It's all on the page. But I think it's a testament I guess to my performance, because my job is to bring your stuff yeah. out to life and like make it my own. But at the same time, like the fact that you're writing that stuff that feels that way to that to, to people yeah. is a testament to, to to the writing. And I always I always described it like you you were like a you're like a cinematic playwright. Oh, it was almost God. like a play. <laughs> is that annoying? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I'm not trying true. to like blow. No, no it's listen, true. Uh, listen, Doug. Uh, look, he changed all of our lives with his yeah. words. Yeah, he's a great writer. He's a little angry. But it was like a, but it was, like a, but it was like a play. That's 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 kind of what my thing was. I mean, dialogue and and yeah, and I did try to make it as play like as possible. Because um, there ne- were monologues. There were there was stuff that you don't see in television. Right. You yeah. certainly definitely didn't see then, and that's Jeremy talked about that three yeah. and a half page monologues and stuff like that. But uh, you know, next time we get you on, Jordan, we're gonna analyze some of Connolly's directorial work so we can uh sure his episodes or his movies his movies his tv shows pick your poison they'll all kill you i'm still i'm still waiting for uh gardener it's out gardener it's on amazon really oh yeah what was your notebook story did you hit someone on the notebook i was joking bro oh because i mean i saw this viral video this week about that i have big problems with the notebook are you a fan of this movie I want to embarrass myself that I've never seen it. Uh, you know oh, what? I had Jesus. never seen I it. Like, great movie. I had I'm, never seen it until we started the podcast. And like, I watched it with my girlfriend hysterically crying and I'm laughing. I'm thinking she's joking. <laughs> it was dark and this and that. But Connolly's character actually, not ruined Kevin. The movie. He ruined the movie. It's <laughs> like, I mean, he really did. The choices that the that the character made, not the actor, were disgustingly <laughs> disgraceful. Cassavetes will beat you senseless. Oh, there's no <laughs> doubt about that, Jordan by the way. You don't want to do that. By the way, you want to imagine getting a slap from Cassavetes that you weren't expecting? I don't want that. I don't yeah. want that. You know, Nick, yeah, Nick, Nick almost beat Connolly up on the notebook. So, all right, well, Couple listen, times. man, this was fun great and Dude. honestly i mean really good stories oh, and stuff George, i didn't great know to see you, bro. again i know you're wrapping it up but like the ultimately like the heart of this show as i ex- re-experienced it was like <laughs> was about i mean obviously it's about like hollywood and navigating that whole that whole thing and i know but the the, the soul of the show about friendship and loyalty and really showing up for each other is something that like is really important to me personally just showing up and uh so when you asked me to to be here just to show up, I appreciate I appreciate that, man. And and I I do try to live my life showing up like that too. Dylan and Conley show up late, <laughs> which was today again. But uh, yeah, it's not late. You don't want to be too early. <laughs> Keep guessing. So, Jordan, thank you so much Dude, for doing thank, this. Thank this you is guys, great. Thank you. Great episode, um, fellas. Are we? I will wear sunglasses every single episode. 
from now on. Is this on, the first time you've done that? Yeah, yeah. I just today. Uh, he is fucking drunk. They I'm went not, and and drank and <laughs> played golf. Drunk. I'm not saying drunk like he like oh, oh. he's just a little tipsy. You know? Tipsy. I did two podcasts to perfection. So that's what it takes. <laughs> Don't you worry about it. Anyway, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I last thing I want everyone follow me. These guys will be on there. Everyone soon. follow. Me. No, no. Follow me on Clubhouse. We're gonna do some stuff on Clubhouse. By the way, oh, yeah. Jerry's on it. Adrian's on it. Dominic Lombardozzi who's got a great new podcast coming out under the Action Park Media banner. He's on Clubhouse as well. Um, we're going to do some stuff. Dylan doesn't know what it is yet, but we're going to do some stuff Heard with all it. of us. We'll get Jordan on as well. This was a lot of fun, and uh, and uh, that's it. Wraps up another episode. I'm Doug Allen. Follow us at Victory, the podcast page. I'm Kevin Dillon at Kevin Dillon Official. Victory! Ayuga. Ayuga! Ayuga. That was awesome. Good shit, guys.